Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There's no way to put it other than it wasn't the ending anyone wanted. It wasn't the ending anyone expected. But here we are in the offseason. Step one, the NBA draft. What will the Suns do? Will they trade a key piece to get a more promising asset? Will they stand pat, not only now, but in the days to come? Will DA stay? Will KD be a son? The first parts of that puzzle begin to come together tonight on PHNX Suns Draft Lock. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast and leave us a five-star review. We literally took a 15-minute break and this guy's just now (laughs) eating and then he throws his sloppy-ass pizza on the corner after we set this beautiful setup and got rid of all the trash. Whoopin, we're three and a half hours in and this is for the audio Jesus Christ. Welcome in to the 2022 NBA Draft Show. The final hour. We have been live since... 4.45 Thursday evening, and this is the show to recap it all, put a bow on things, and in case you weren't paying attention to the draft, get you up to speed on everything that uh, went down. It's been fun. Actually, it's been really fun. Considering we don't have any picks, (laughs) I think this has been pretty entertaining. Yeah. I have enjoyed it thus far. I mean, the chat's been great, so thank you guys all for joining us. Um, Should we kind of start with the top and maybe just uh, take a look at some of the players that have already been drafted? Yeah, some of the the key key noteworthy things, for sure. Should we crack them open? Oh, yeah, we should crack them open. This time, Gerald waited for all of us. Oh, barely. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. This is a really, I swear, everyone Dude. listening on the audio is like, this is so This awesome. is how we get through Oh, no, they, they like the sound of, it's like the AMSR is awesome. Yeah, no, I get that. But then it was just like an awkward pause for like 30 oh, seconds. We were just enjoying the great Four Peaks brews that we got. Yeah, the hazy IPA right here. Enjoy Bus Wow Wheat. That's what you're having today? I, I really Enjoy like Bus that Wowie. can a lot. I do too. Yeah, like, that can is the, probably the coolest can outside of the Sun's Brew. Yeah. That can is the coolest one. Like, but. honestly, I know this is so so silly, but. I feel like if you use the can opener to take off the top of that and then planted a plant in that can, it would look really cute. You can have it after I'm done with it. It's not wrong. I'm just saying it's super trendy to put it in like, you know, like beans, 
like old bean cans or corn cans to put plants in those type of things. I feel like that beer can would be cute. This is the weirdest start to any of our yeah. shows ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Let's take a look at some of the key Gardening players green. that have gone in. Well, this is what happens when we're like three and a half yeah, hours sure. in. Okay, give me yeah. a break. What stood out the most to you guys so far? Um, I mean, there's two things that st stood out to me. Paulo Bancaro going number one and, and instead of Chet Holmgren or Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith was widely expected to go number one. Um, and so I thought that was kind of a, a little bit of an upset. Uh, and then for me, honestly, um, two U of A guys going in the top 20. I thought that was a little bit surprising. I did not expect Dalen Terry to go into the top 20. Uh, Christian Coloco, I thought, would go in the top 30. He just got picked, I think, at 33 or 34. Um, so those are kind of the two main takeaways I have. My biggest is probably just because this is how my brain is going to continue to operate, looking at the potential sign-and-trade partners for DA. The Pistons obviously stand out. They got Jaden Ivey at number five. Most people thought he was a consensus top four guy, and then from there the draft was kind of expected to shake up. So they got him, um, and they also got, uh, who was it, Jalen Duran with that trade with the Hornets. Um, and apparently a report from James Edwards of The Athletic, who covers the Pistons, said Detroit obviously could still pursue Aiden given their cap space, but I get the sense the draft went so well in their favor, they didn't expect Ivy at number five, that they could roll with the youngsters and seek veteran assistance in free agency. Troy their, Weaver, their GM, ah! has said many times no skipping steps. I'm telling you, at every turn, it feels like DA is, is, is going to end up staying a son unless... They can find some way to get a superstar. And I just, well, ah, man, I don't know. My my surprise going along with that is what the Knicks were able to do. They turned mm -hmm. that number 11 pick into, what, four future first-round picks, which sounds like the Knicks are going to nick, and they're going to get Kyrie Irving. They're loading up to try to trade with the Nets to bring in Kyrie for that star that they've been searching for. Uh, really since Patrick Ewing went away. Uh, there in New York. So I think that this is good for the Suns if you're a believer in the in the KD storyline. Because if Kyrie leaves, KD's looking for a new place to go. Mm -hmm. That opens the door for Phoenix. And everything it sounds like that Kyrie's going to opt in and they're going to try to trade him. And the Knicks are one of the teams high on his list. So lot, And the Knicks just racked up a bunch of pieces to throw at mm -hmm. that potential opportunity so. and cleared cap space by getting rid of Kemba Walker right which uh, gives them the opportunity to do it the one thing that I'm curious about is just just mainly because of the rumors that we saw on Twitter uh Jeremy Sohan and mm -hmm. the potential that he might be a son just because of the rumors we saw on Twitter I know Saul you're not <laughs> a huge fan of him and it's just a like rumor. Why would you? Then why? When you said his name, why would you look at me like that? Why would you just like <laughs> because Jeremy, we know he's the only player who didn't like in the top ten. I, right because in I my... was following it up with <laughs> oh. I know how you feel, but it is interesting, and I think it's something to keep an eye on. What if it was Sohan and Dejounte Murray for DA in a signing trade? Then we got Dejounte Murray. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm just asking. <laughs> does that make? Does it make <laughs> no. it better? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, listen, you. I've been saying this since day one. I just want a, an equitable or greater player for DA. Uh, and I know that sounds like we're dreaming, but you literally have the option to keep the better player. Like you can match the offer and you can keep DA or you can trade him for something that you perceive to be better, but you can't regress. 
not right now, not with Chris Paul in his last year or his you know, it, 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 it could be year. his last year. Um, it, like, you just can't do it. Like, you can't regress. 64 wins is a lot of wins. And I know we can undermine that because of their playoff performance. But in back-to-back years, they had not only playoff success, but they had regular season success that we, like we've never seen here in the Valley. I just I – want, I want to keep going. I think I think Sundress brought this up earlier as far as KD or signed DA – I'm kind of in that same camp. I've we've talked many times about how we all believe the best solution here is not a sign and trade, but bringing DA back unless Kevin Durant becomes available. I would add Dejounte Murray to that list as well. But again, I I thought that that report being floated about Dejounte Murray, John Collins, that whole possibility that felt very much coming from the hawk side to try mm-hmm. and boost the the trade value of their own guy. Dejan- oh, go ahead. I was just going to say he brings up the hawks. That's the team. We they were rumored to be in all these potential moves tonight. We've seen nothing from them. I still think that's the team that if a sign and trade happens, it happens with the hawks. And and I while I would love to agree with you on that, there's nothing that the the hawks could possibly provide that to me feels like it would be an equitable uh uh, trade off, well, like we've, it, we've it wouldn't. Talk about that. There's not going to be an equitable trade off. So then, keep the best player. If Da wants wants out, they're not going to keep him, and they're not going to pay him max money to do it, especially if he doesn't want to be here. Uh, I, I, I again, I've disagreed with you on that part. I'm like, mm-hmm. listen, Da. I think the one thing uh, people forget is Da is like, for all intents and purposes, uh, from the valley. He 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 likes it here. Uh, and it's not that I think he wants to be more of a focal part of this offense and he wants more of a role on this team as opposed to he just hates Phoenix and he wants to leave. Like, I don't feel like it's like that. And I don't feel like the bridges have been burned to the degree where they can't be mended. And so I, I, I completely feel like the Suns are in the driver's seat right now and they're, they're going to see what they gets on the open market. And if he doesn't get what he thinks he's going to get, that's even better for them. They're going to match it and he's going to stay. Look, let's. Let's look at it then. Let's play in this world that that you're saying, right? We've seen what these other Western Conference teams have done tonight. We've heard rumors about what they might do. We know the injured guys that are going to come back, right? If they bring back DA, are they even good enough at that point to win the West still? Yes. With what's going on? Yes. They were good. They were the heavy favorites to win it all until they completely fell apart. And I know that it's easy to look at it and say, okay, you didn't get the job done. You've got to tinker. you got to do things different. Fully agree with that. But if you have the same core intact, that team just won 64 games. They just went to the finals the year before that. You're still very much good enough to win the West, especially when Nuggets are getting a guy back who's injury prone. Clippers are getting two guys back who are injury prone. Like Nobody else in the West really scares me except the Warriors, and I still think the Suns could beat them in a seven-game series. Dallas has gotten better. The Pelicans will get Zion back again, an injury prone guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Portland has gotten better. Now they're not going to nine seed. Yeah, but the, it still means <laughs> but, the West. But you is know tougher. they're also trying to make some more moves. But but so are the Suns though. Like like they're Hopefully. not they're not they're not going to just like Javel hasn't been re-signed. Mm-hmm. Um, they got some gaps on their roster that they still are going to have to fill after January, July first. So we're also going with the assumption that if all these other teams are going to continue to make moves, well. It's not like the Suns are just going to sit on their hands and not do anything. Like they're going to make moves too. But they and are so you, hamstrung salary cap wise. You got your mid level exception. That's basically what you're dealing with. To a certain degree, for sure. But still, like you still have the flexibility. And 
again, like we're talking about DA, but there are other pieces that you could possibly move if you think that there is a trade out there to be made that, that, that is going to improve your team. Again, outside of Devin Booker, I feel like everybody is up for grabs in terms of improving this team and getting them to a championship. Agreed. I think at the end of the day, everybody has to look at that. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I guess we'll find out in the next 10 days or so. That's that's the thing is like the, tonight's draft night from a son's perspective was obviously pretty boring. There wasn't a lot for yeah. us to do or talk about, but like we kind of expected this going in. A DA sign and trade can't be officially reported or negotiated until free agency. That's what happened to the Hawks and the Bucks uh, or yeah. I'm sorry, the Bucks and the Kings. They got in trouble for that, for tampering ahead of time. So we kind of knew it was going to be a quiet night unless there was something like a random Jay Crowder or Cam Johnson trade that came through. And I'm honestly kind of glad that it didn't, given the lack of activity that we've seen tonight. So I know we're not going to spend this hour or so going through every second Ooh. round pick, but what? I do want to look at this one because EJ Liddell finally got taken at number 41, mm -hmm. which I think a lot of people would say is surprising that he fell that far in this draft. Saul, what are your thoughts on him? Of, of all the teams for him to go to that I probably did not like the most is probably the Pelicans. Which, mm -hmm. it's a steal because, for them there. Well, not, not only that, but like he fits what they do. Like he's he's athletic, he's strong defensively, he's a he's a, he's just going to be a pain in the ass for like the next several years. Again, he's, he's, he's a second-round pick, so nothing's really guaranteed for him. Mm -hmm. He's going to have to play his way onto that team, or he's going to have to come through the G League. Um, you're looking at two-way contracts down the road. Like, just there's a lot of variables out here. But E.G. Liddell dropping that far is a, probably the bigger surprise of anything in, in the draft because he was projected to go top 20. Mm -hmm. um, and for whatever reason, he dropped and dropped and dropped. And I think it's mostly because his offensive skill set leaves a lot to be desired right now. Yeah. Okay. We, we know those Pelicans love to play their young players too, and they got a lot out of them oh, even yeah. in that playoff series. So that's uh, that's an unfortunate thing, as I suppose talking about some of these other teams that are going to get better, Pelicans are definitely in that group. So we had a few guests on earlier to join us. Out of all three of the guests that we had on, we obviously we had Stephen Hunter on, we had Casey Jacobson on, we had Corey Williams on, and they all kind of shared their thoughts around the draft, but also what the Suns are up to right now. Is there anything that any of them said that kind of stuck out to you that yeah. we should resurface and talk about right yeah. now? Casey Jacobson, when we brought up James Jones approach uh, to not really believing in the draft and everything. I was surprised because Casey is a very big uh, college basketball guy, mm -hmm. knows a lot about each of these guys. And he said, no, I agree with, with what James Jones is looking at. That should be your mindset. And that should be what, what fans want. I did not expect that. I expected him to say, no, you should be looking at these college kids. There's a lot of talent and a lot of value there. And he didn't, and that surprised me a lot. You know what? You know what the draft is um, for a lot of people. It's hope, and when you take away hope, people don't like that. They just don't like. They want to believe that there is something coming down the road, especially in uh, in of all places, Arizona, because we never win championships. Mm -hmm. We're always the bridesmaid, never the bride, and people want to know that maybe, maybe. We're going to get married around the corner. We're going to be that bride, right? But it never happens. So people don't like it when you take away hope, which means taking away draft picks because that's the thing that they can they can absolutely pinpoint to and be like, oh, this guy is going to be the guy. And, and I don't have to be disappointed because now 
it's part of the plan. Well, three or four years later, it's going to be part of the plan. They don't like it when the plan is here and it's right here and smack dab in front of your face and you fail. Now it's like, what do we do? And people don't like to be put in to, that position. To be fair, the draft is more like an arranged marriage because one side has absolutely no choice <laughs> in where they're going. Right. My my problem is that it has to be that one extreme or the other, right? Like it, the draft, if just because you allocate proper resources in it, doesn't mean that it has to be trust the process or the timeline where you're committing to maybe being competitive five years down the road. Like we keep bringing up with like the Warriors and the Celtics and these other teams that have sustained success for years, you have to be able to hit in the mid to late first round mm -hmm. to keep things going, to keep replacing talent on cost-effective, cheap rookie salaries. Like at some point, that is going to catch up with the Suns. That's what you were hoping Jalen Smith would be. That didn't pan out. Imagine how things might have been different in that playoff series if you had Tyrese Halliburton backing up Chris Paul instead of, you know, Torrey Craig and, and Aaron Holiday and that trade that they made for Jalen. Like, you have to be able to hit on those picks if you want to sustain success. At some point, that's going to catch up with them. And it does worry me that when Chris is past his prime and you need to hit on some of those first round picks to just add some type of contribution on cheap roster spots. Is James Jones going to be able to deliver on that? I have serious hesitations about that. Yeah, now. I feel like James thinks that a veteran minimum guy that you can get on the roster is going to be better for you than than a draft pick. And maybe in the immediate, in the you know eight months in front of you, that that's true. But to your point, eventually that that does catch up with you if you miss on a few mm -hmm. of those kind what? of guys. Because you but, do need some longevity but, from your player. True, but the okay, so Jalen Smith is actually a, a, a perfect case study in this, right? He was a project, mm -hmm. okay? Um, and he didn't develop at the rate of speed that the Suns needed him to in order to, to, to really be beneficial to this team right now as it stands. So they had to get rid of him. And he's he's played better, and he's gotten more minutes, and he's yeah. he's played very well. For the Indiana Pacers, we might be looking at a situation here where in two, three, four years, Jalen Smith is a really good player, right? But the Suns didn't have the time that they could afford to contribute to him for him to develop within the scheme. So that's part of the problem here is that, like, I see where James Jones is coming from where, like, we need we, – we might be able to take a flyer and be able to stash him – but the the rate of growth has still got to be significant enough within that year or two in order to be able to use him. Otherwise, we're going to have to get rid of him and we're going to have to find somebody else that's going to come in and, and actually contribute to a championship-level team. That's my, that's my problem with that thinking, though, is his win-now quote goes directly against the Jalen Smith pick because he wasn't ready to help them win now or contribute. And maybe that's just a misfire on his draft evaluation. But like you have to be able... So you can do both. You don't have to have win now players or project players. You can have players that you plug into a winning system that help you win and get better as a result. Jalen Smith played well in Indiana. They lost like 20 some of their last 20 some games. Like they weren't a good team. True. But but, but that's where Cam Johnson kind of screwed him over too. Like not and I, I say screw him over, but like he picked Cam Johnson thinking, okay, this is this might be the model right here. Twenty-two-year-old mm. guy, more mature, right. came from a big program. Okay, cool. And Cam Johnson took about a year to kind of get his feet under him and then had a pretty decent second year and a very good third year, right? And so, but Jalen Smith didn't follow that plan. He would the first year he barely even touched the court. Oh. Second year, he barely touched the court, got a little bit of run, and then that was it. 
I mean, he, I'm going to defend Jalen Smith, and this is a weird position for me to be in because I don't <laughs> usually it? do this. You're the lead. I don't six usually kid. do yeah. this, but yeah, you don't want to grow up. He was You're a guy. A kid. He was a guy that didn't benefit from summer league because mm-hmm. there was no summer league the year they yeah. drafted him. Mm-hmm. It was a shortened uh, off season, a shortened training camp, uh, all these things. So he didn't even have the benefit of what most draft picks have. But I wonder. Everybody points to that and goes, "Well, that doesn't fit the plan." Well. We're two years removed from that. Can't James Jones have thought about it and went, that's part of the reason I don't want to do this anymore? Because I, I took this guy, and you see it, and, and when it's in practice, you're like, I don't want to have to go through this anymore. It's not going to benefit where my team's at. I don't think that this was necessarily his mindset when he took the job fully. I think this is how his mindset continues to evolve with where the team's at and a guy like Jalen Smith and how it was a struggle to develop him, right? I got I want your your the group's opinion on this. I took heat because I defended what James said and I was called a Sarver apologist for it, right? That's uh-huh. a great it happens to all of us at but some point. I don't I don't understand <laughs> where it is because I don't think this is a case of being cheap. Is am I reading this wrong? Is this being forced on James Jones that this is a cheap mindset and that's why he's doing it? That wouldn't make any sense because drafting rookies, you have the rookie contract for but, so many years. I feel like if anything, that would yeah. save. But you he some also money. did have four straight drafts where he like traded a first round pick for cash. So I, I get that perception. I do think it's. I don't think it's a matter of being cheap. I just think it's James Jones doesn't value the draft. He's cut down on probably employee salaries by having a much more scarce like personnel. Sarver's probably a fan of that. In that, but we don't know if where they reinvest that. Like that was another critique. Oh, well, where's all the reinvestment if they're saving the money? The hell if I know. I don't have the books that the Suns are, are using, well, if, but they did just build an $80 million practice facility that's loaded to the teeth what with I technology. Find ironic but they also about sold that. their G League team. I also so find like, it ironic that everyone's asking where's the reinvestment from a team that rarely invests for in the first place. Well, if they're saving money, it's just going to go into the pockets. Well, it's not. It doesn't have to be reinvested. And I'm sure that some people could look at it and be like, "This is a way to save money. That's what we're going to do just to save money." I just, I don't see, I don't see James Jones creating this elaborate lie and ruse about what his plan is just to cover the fact that they were being cheap somehow. I don't think that's the case. I just think he very much has developed this mindset in part because of what he's experienced through the draft in part because he, he kind of grew up under Pat Riley in some ways and looked at how, and how that worked for him. And, and that's, that's where he wants. And, and the fact that all of this, they skipped steps. All this is expedited. I mean, they went from not in the playoffs to the finals to having the best record uh, in the NBA in the regular season. Like, I feel like that impacts the plan, too, and his approach to it and the view at it. It, it does, and I I want to go back to what you were saying about Jalen Smith because I feel like, yes, he didn't have summer league. Yes, he didn't have training camp. That also didn't stop a lot of the rookies in that same class True. from being productive immediately. Tyrese Halliburton. And well, it's a, it's a player-by-player basis. I get that. And his draft strategy could have changed because of that very selection that he made. But it is still alarming that a guy who got a pick that wrong is still saying, yeah, we got six or seven guys on our draft board in a given year. I well, have a qu- Go ahead. No, I, Just real quick about the Jalen Smith thing. I, I don't think it's, it's necessarily – I think J- James Jones is like, okay, this is what I have 
in my arsenal. This is what I'm comfortable with. Mm. Uh, if you prove me wrong, then cool. Or if you have a better idea, I'll listen to it. Um, I just don't think that that type of player has has fit what he wants to do and, and, and where he thinks development should go. The other thing about this Jalen Smith thing that I think we sometimes we just gloss right over and we walk right past is this is also on Monty. Like yes. Monty did not, did not give this guy enough time on the court to be able to develop at a, at a, at a reasonable rate, or at least see what you have. We're not talking about 20 minutes a game, just shit five to 10. I mean, there were you know times I mean? where we'd be up 20 at the end of exactly. the game and he wouldn't even pull right? the starter. And, 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 and Monty was again, like when we see the, the way the seasons end or this last season ended and how fatigued the team looked, now, it could have been COVID. I don't fucking know, but I, I'm i not going to speculate on that because the only one that appears to have had COVID is Chris Paul, so whatever. But the whole team looked like they were worn down. The whole team looked like they were lethargic. The whole team looked like ass. And I, I keep going back to this, well, maybe you're mismanaging the players to a certain degree, and Jalen Smith's development is just kind of contributes to that that perception that I have of Monty Williams at, at this point, I feel like there are certain times where he gets misma- he mismanages the team and is just not prepared overall. Can, like, let's go back to the Tyrese Halliburton thing. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember that draft that Halliburton was very adamant about wanting to play for the Kings, that he didn't want to go before that, that that was the, the, the place he wanted to to land. So in part, that could scare away a GM because you you know, a guy trying to force it. I, I very distinctly remember this as Okay, but you tell story. me if you're the GM and you hear a player say that but you have a need and you feel like that player is going to be good for you, are you really yes. caring about what that player if, says? If I'm James Jones and I'm all about win now and like and the chemistry and all that, I say fuck you. I don't want you on my roster if you don't want to be here. I'm going to go take one of the other six guys I have on my board. And that's the other thing. This whole I've only got six or seven guys on my board thing that everybody's lost their shit over. To me, it's just being honest. How many teams actually want 50 guys they have on a board? No, they just are ranking guys in order of, oh, well, I like this guy, but here's an order. Really, there are only six or seven they really want, but they're guys that, you know, okay, if we have to take them, we'll take them. I think it's a matter of preparation. You're way too much with your heart right now in your your head. Like, it's a fucking business. I can give a fuck what a player says they want to do before the draft. You're 19 years old. Well, here's the thing, too. Look. Howie said Halliburton said on JJ's podcast that story was BS. Okay, so, so like so I didn't go. I didn't hear that. You know I know. Mean? So it's like, but I don't want you guys yeah. to argue about something that outside is. of like the number one pick. If you have a split decision between two players and one player's like, I don't want to fucking go to Detroit. Like, okay, maybe I can see that. <laughs> right. But but outside of that, like, no, like give a shit what you say like you're the best option for our team we're trying to win a championship if i think you're a contributing piece to that then i'm going to draft you and if you're going to be miserable guess what that's going to affect your money well not mine but you know as a manager that can affect morale overall that that's part of this you cannot ignore the human element but if you have no per- i love ryan mcdonough but he ignored the human element in so many things and it screwed up in so many ways when you ignore the human element when you have a team like the suns and you have a chris paul on your roster and a jay crowder on your roster and a bunch of veterans on your roster that shit works itself out didn't keep da from being upset about his playing time DA is a number but one. But he wasn't pick, a fucking malcontent. No, I'm saying you're saying that. Oh well, these 
eventually, if somebody's unhappy, it does not matter who the hell's around yeah, them. Yeah, but he still will be unhappy. This year, he was on. You could argue he was probably unhappy because he didn't get paid, but he still played his ass off. I look, <laughs> even notwithstanding Tyrese Halliburton, like there were other options too. And I don't think a rookie coming in, unless you're talking about like a top five pick or a superstar rookie that everyone's drooling over, you're not having that power coming into a team and being yeah. like, I don't want to be here. I'm going to be a malcontent. Unless you're I'm literally like LeBron James. And look, That's like you can't be you can't come into this league dictating no. that way. It's not look, that no. far gone of a player's I'm league. I'm not just defending. Yet. I'm not defending James Jones pick. He blew that pick. There are a lot of guys, not Tyrese Halliburton, that you could have gotten as well that would have been worth that pick well beyond what uh, what you got there. So, you know, I, I don't – I'm not defending that pick. I don't want it to sound like that. Jalen Smith was a giant miss by James Jones in that draft. By the way, Golden State just bought Atlanta's 44th pick for cash. So – uh, okay. Some people are buying into the second round, but I still have yet to hear um, anything about this. I songs. do want to go back to a comment that you made a little bit earlier, though, that you said something along the lines, and correct me if I'm wrong if I misinterpreted this, but something along the lines of that Jalen Smith pick could have been what made James Jones mm-hmm. kind of realize that this is not his thing. Or rethink his strategy. Yeah. Does that concern you, though? Because if yes. I'm hearing that my general manager, one of 30 in this league, is saying the draft is not my strong suit, so therefore we're not going to participate as much as other teams are. That concerns me because, one, then it's like, okay, wait, hold on. (laughs) Should you maybe be in this position? Or two, maybe you should defer to others if it's not your specific strong suit as far as who you select. Good management is admitting that you can't do certain things. And yeah, yes, but, but, you if you're, but if the, you're in that position, you can't just say, I, I'm not good at this, so I'm not going to do it. I agree, but I think part of this is James Jones started in this job, I believe, two years under Ryan McDonough, right? Mm-hmm. And he saw the whole draft thing, and he saw how that played out, <laughs> yeah. and he saw all that. And I think that weighs into his thought process, too, is a, a lot of these things. I think there's a lot of reasons why – He's there, and we're going to find out. We're going to find out very soon, does his way of building a team work? I think this offseason is going to go a long way to say, hey, does James Jones know what he's talking about, or is he full of it with this? Because he's going to have to find veteran guys on the cheap to fill very important needs to backstop this roster. And if he can't, well, the draft would have been a great way to try to do some of that. It just it puts a lot of pressure on, like you're saying, those other veteran minimum moves when guys are going to be looking for mid-level deals or bigger deals. You're not going to get some of those guys on veteran minimums. I do think that we should point out he has been decent at finding talent on the margins. Like Ish Wainwright is a guy who started the year on a two-way contract, worked his way to a full-time deal. Like he can do it. It's just I would have liked to see him at least take a flyer in the second round. We're seeing people buy into the second round of the draft. If you miss on that, so what? You miss on the 40-some pick. That happens all the time. But, like, take a flyer at least. That would have been nice, especially with all these picks that are very readily available. That's that's my only thing. If they don't buy into the second round, that's just – that's a mistake. What, two million bucks to take a – Take away a flyer on a guy that is on a non-guarantee that you might be able to have on this roster cheap and have 
some kind of minimal, some kind of impact. Right. I think I think that's ridiculous, especially if there's a guy sitting there that you feel uh, passionate about as as a member of the front Suns front office. And it, it won't make or break their season, obviously. No. Like, but it is nice to give yourself as many options to find something as you possibly can. So that's just. Again, the trades that they made, giving up their first-round pick in the Chris Paul deal, giving up their second-round pick in the Torrey Craig deal, fully on board with that. The last pick in the draft, who cares? The last pick in the first round, fine. But, like, if you have an opportunity to get back in, do it. And it's kind of worrisome that, like, he just doesn't really prioritize this side of team building. Saul, do we need to get you some four peaks or some OGs to <laughs> no, kickstart your energy I've again? I've been drinking the, the four peaks. No, I was kind of. So, do we need to ha- toss in some OGs in there? Sure, let's do some OGs. <laughs> we, well, I think we're doing producer surprise, aren't we? Yeah, I'm just. Oh, are we? Okay. She was asking if you wanted actual OGs, not an ad read. <laughs> oh no, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, we could turn it into an ad read. We could do an ad read for four peaks. How about that? Uh, what are each of you drinking tonight? Uh, the. Wow, the Joy Bus Wow Wheat. You got it's peach? A, one I got peach orange. Again. I have a got? hazy IPA. The hazy IPA always seems to be the one that everyone's like, this is my favorite. Yeah. And I've, then everyone is like, this is one, that's 1A, one and then the other ones are 1B. Yeah, I'm not even a big IPA guy, but the hazy IPA is my jam, so. And uh, are we allowed to share what's going on next week at Four Peaks yet? Yeah. Yeah, let's okay. share it. Tell, yeah. tell people I mean, there's what's a lot going of things, on. There's a lot of things going on. So at every last Wednesday of the month, we will be at Four Peaks uh, doing live shows all day long. PHNX all day long from Four Peaks starting at 11 o'clock in the morning with the Coyote Show and every hour on the hour all day long. Um, we'll be there at 2. Everybody will be doing their shows live from Four Peaks. It'll be uh, – as you know, they have First Fridays. Well, we have – Last, uh, Wednesdays. last Wednesdays. Last Wednesdays. Yeah. Get, get drunk from brunch through dinner with the PHNX group. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, yeah. So if you guys have a free hour or two or all day on next Wednesday, come hang out at the Four Peaks yep. Brewery with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then you can also get to try all of the different beers that they offer. Their food is really good, too. And they also have um, like a cool little shop. With lots of little trinkets and stuff mm-hmm. that you can check out. And you know who actually values the draft here in town? Oh, the Phoenix geez. Coyotes. And they're actually going to have a draft show out at Four Peaks, uh, our Coyote <laughs> show, July 7th, uh, out there. So check it out. What? Values of the draft. <laughs> they do. Team in hockey. They, they have to value the yeah. draft because they're not getting any free agents. <laughs> <laughs> It's called a transition song. Oh, it was a good yeah. one. It Sorry, well. buddy. Just a reminder, you have to be 21 or older to enjoy Gorg Peaks beer, and we hope that you enjoy it responsibly. So we made some bets at the top of or 45 minutes or I don't even know. Whenever before the draft started. <laughs> that time. <laughs> Years ago. The before even, time. Look at, look at Leah in the chat. I Phoenix called Coyotes. Him, I oh met the PH and PH and X Coyotes crew oh. and the Arizona Coyotes. Oh. I'm sorry, Leah. Ouch. Okay. I'm, not, I'm never promoting Ouch. your show again, Leah. Oh, you should be thankful. Um, <laughs> did we all hit on our bets that we no. had made earlier? Yes. I took that giant swing and missed. That was so bad. Hey, plus okay. 2,500. Shane put him up. Yep. So. Gerald, you I, I was, oh, I I was so close. He was so right close. there for the taking. And they went with Chet, which f- fair enough. But I was so close. I think mine hit because Keegan went fourth. 
Yeah, yeah. so you hit yours at hit minus two eighty five. Yes, but it's a win is a win. But I still I, won. I swung big and missed big. Uh, yeah. yeah, I tell you, I got half of mine right. I got the shade and sharp I, under seven and a half. I I had Nikola Jovich in the top ten at uh, plus two fifty. What are you? Or two twenty five hundred. Twenty nine. Yeah, 27? 20, 27. 27. You know who had all theirs? <laughs> the Deef Meister. Yeah, Shane. <laughs> Shane got all of his bets tonight. Correct. Congratulations to you, Shane. Yay. I don't know why we ever doubt Shane Deef and Boss. Am I right? <laughs> I will end the stream, Gerald. <laughs> Said, don't oh, you please dare. Send me home. Don't you <laughs> That's dare. not a threat at this point. <laughs> That's true. You will end it or keep me hostage. Bye. Gerald just keeps bullying me. If you guys want to get in on any sports betting action, highly recommend you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. And if you use the promo code PHNX, new customers can bet $5 on either NHL team to win their game and get $100 in free bets no matter what. Just make sure you're not betting on the Phoenix Coyotes. The Arizona Coyotes, maybe next year. Um, but that's code <laughs> PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> Must be 21 or older. Arizona only, new customers only, minimum $5 minimum deposit. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. If you could bet on the Phoenix Coyotes, oh you get God. it right because you're betting on things that happened a decade and a half ago. I'd like your odds there. <sighs> John said, "Do you screw <laughs> all you guys? All right, all the way off. I didn't exasperatedly <laughs> sigh at the same time. It was just that mine wasn't okay. towards Jared, you. Guys, you're though. good. Mine was screw overall. Those two. Mine was just an overall sigh." Just. John in the chat said, "Do you guys take breaks? Marathon coverage here? Just uh, yeah. I think we're just kind of hitting. You know when you like peak? I think we peaked like." Oh, we're Runners 30 high. minutes ago at mid. <laughs> we're best. definitely like, you ever play video games so long, you just start <laughs> saying and doing stupid shit while yeah. you're playing video games? Mm. That's kind of the, the, the euphoria the that we're in. Right stage. Yes. I'm glad we've saved this for the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I know. The good stuff isn't for you guys. Well, you know should have been there do? on YouTube. You know what we should do? We should wrap up the trivia. And yeah, give away our final. Okay. Uh, hopefully, we get somebody that gets more than just two rights. Yes. Can and can I read the questions? We've been yes. so close. Let's let's recap what we're doing here, though. We're gonna drop a link in the chat here on YouTube. We're gonna bring in one of our uh, one of our girthlings to take a quiz. Sixty seconds on the clock. As many answers as you can get right in that time. If you have the most answers correct out of anybody. And we've had three people only get two answers correct. So all you seconds. need to do is get three answers correct. Get three, and you're going to win a PHNX prize pack. We don't know what's in that yet, but you're going to win it. So let's get that link in there. It's in the, it's chat, in the now. chat now. First person to click there and get in with us is going to be able right. to participate. And while we're waiting for somebody to pop in, let me just remind you guys, summer is here. We want you to be safe and healthy for all the fun things that we're going to plan for you guys, the fun things you've got planned with your friends and family. So COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. All right. All right. We got a, we got a we got here. victim. Oh. oh, who we got here? Who do we got? Oh, come oh, back. They What's left. his name? I can't read. There's right. somebody else there. Bring up the next person. Oh. Oh. Uh, 
Oh no. All right, somebody else One click on Hey guys, be more patient. Great for audio. <laughs> great for audio here. Yeah, you guys can just wait. You don't come live right away. We have to like select you and allow you to come into the show. So yeah. just sit in that like Good holding show. room for a second. All right. All while right. Shane brings person. you in. All right. Here we go. Who do we Who do we have? Who do we have here? John? Is that John? Hello. Yeah. Hello. Can you hear us? <laughs> yeah, I can. I can I, it's not working the way I want it to be. But yeah, I can hear you fine. <laughs> okay. All right. Can you hear the questions is the, the most important thing. Yeah. More yeah, most importantly, who do we have? Uh, yeah. who, who is this? Oh, I'll, I'm John. John Arrett. Hi. All right. Hi, John. John. Thanks for joining us. Hi. All right. You're going to have 60 <laughs> seconds to get at least three right to win oh, this boy. whole shebang. Okay. Okay. All right. Starting in three. Two, one. What was the nickname given to the guard tandem of Jason Kidd and Penny Hardaway? Backcourt 2000. Nice. Correct. Who was the Suns' first ever general manager? Uh, Jerry Colangelo. Correct. What number did DeAndre Aiden actually want to have when he was drafted by the Suns? Oh, gosh. God, I have no idea. Which okay. member of the Golden State Warriors team did the Suns draft? He may not be on playing, but he is on the bench. Oh crap! Come on, you got this. I there. should know that. Sorry, <laughs> damn it. Okay, have the Suns drafted players with the first name and last name of Scott? The yes or no? One second. No. Oh, oh, we were so oh close. Are you serious? We were so close. We were so close. Alvin Scott. Yeah. So wait. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Good try. Good and then, try, John. And the player Thanks, was John. Steve Kerr. Yeah. So close. Steve Kerr. Yep. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. So another person. All right. One more person. One more person. One Let's more go. Person. Click that link. Come in. All right. Let me, can I read, Man, some, can I I read thought, these? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Last, last person. We have got to get somebody to answer three of these <laughs> questions correct. Let me see. So I'm, somebody else, click on that link and let's get three, please. Oh, so close! I can't answer. I thought the for sure he had it. We can't had, ask the hard ones. He had two in like in like twenty I seconds, know. and I thought, oh, here we go. It's going to be easy. I know. All right. Anybody else? Click on that link, and we will try to do this again. <laughs> oh, that was so close. So close, so, John. What, while we're waiting for somebody, you know, we haven't really talked about what we saw take place for other teams in the first round. Anything stand out to to any of you guys that? Uh, that you would like to kind of focus on from the first round other than some of the, the, the brief things we talked about at the beginning. I'm trying to think for me, I think just Oklahoma city sticking with the, we're drafting the skinniest guys uh, on the board. <laughs> uh, it continues to surprise me. Does it? <laughs> yes. And no, I guess <laughs> I mean, they have a type. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I suppose I don't know. I don't. I don't really think. Um, I don't really think anything else really stood out. The only thing I will say is that I am a little bit surprised that the Suns didn't do anything tonight. I don't know. I guess I'm just. I mean, that's that's the Suns' way. I mean, honestly, it feels like it's that's it, not that's not encouraging. Yeah, I mean, listen, they literally just called their bluff. The other day, like they called their shot the other day. I mean, it's like they said, eh, 
We don't really value the draft. <laughs> Clearly, they don't. So I, it wasn't a smokescreen, folks. <laughs> that was the real deal. <laughs> you know, if we're sitting here a week from tomorrow, and and nothing's been done when when the legal tampering begins, and we're not even hearing anything, then I'll get a little bit more concerned. But not doing anything on draft night, okay, fine. Wasn't part of your plan. That means you better have big plans coming up. Uh, you know, whether it's automatically at the beginning of free agency re-signing DA and surprising all of us, or you have some trade or guys you want to go after, there better be something coming out of that bag if you do absolutely nothing. We've got six picks left in this draft. It's pretty safe to say they're not doing anything that's going to have any impact, you know. Yeah, if you get Kevin Durant, all, all is forgiven for tonight. I mean, but yeah, this true. Is true. Out, outside of that, or a Dejounte Murray, that type of deal, it's kind. Of, it's super quiet. Like, I, I wonder if James Jones watched that Adam Sandler movie Hustle and just thought, like, this is bullshit. Like, this. Oh, is I guarantee yeah. it. He's like, why'd they send Adam Sandler to Spain? Nobody gives a shit about trying to find a guy. Like, These are the thoughts I've had time to go yeah. through my head during Both this draft. Like, Juan her, her, Hernan Gomez or whatever. Juan Hernan Gomez. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah that dude ain't that good. Nah, let's, let's move on. Like, why are they playing him on, on Anthony Edwards? That's not. That's a mismatch. By the Somebody way, hit the link. Please. Anthony Edwards was a star in that movie. If he's actually he talking was. crap like that on the real court. I would love, I'd love to have a mic on that guy because he was spectacular. I do that. listen when when the pandemic hit and everybody came back to play. I still to this day don't understand why if the networks couldn't have just charged an extra twenty five bucks for a separate feed so we can get unedited oh, courtside audio. I think oh NBA League Pass should have. Paid oh twice God, yes. and you double and All you can right. get that. Who we got oh. here? All right, who do we got? Oh no, they're frozen. No, oh. they they'd still already only get two questions yeah, right. So, so close yet so far. All right, so somebody else click on on that. Is... Soto still hasn't gone in this draft. Maybe they will All trade right, in well, and pick. <laughs> if we can get somebody to call in before the end of this producer surprise, we will do it. If not, we'll have to try. Try. All okay. Right, well, well, there we go. go. Try this again. <laughs> The joys of technology. There we go. Hey, hey. can you hear us? I'm on the stop working on my phone. Oh, yeah, wait, we wait, can hear you. you. Did they dip? There's another <laughs> one waiting, Shane. Let's see if that yeah, one works. There we go. Uh-oh. Who we got here? Hey, we got somebody. <laughs> He's like, hey, I'm on. <laughs> can you hear us? Uh-oh, who we got here? Hey, we got somebody. He's like, hey, I'm on. Hey, it's Keith, a.k.a. Sunders. Yeah, you got you Oh, what's got, up, Sunders? You got to watch on the link and not on YouTube, okay? So mute your YouTube right now. Yeah, you got you got Sunders. There, there we go. go. There we go. All right. You got to mute your YouTube. There we go. We good? Can you hear us now? Yeah, how's that? Okay, okay that's perfect. so much better. All right, here All we right, go. Sunders, okay. let's go. You have got to get three of these, okay? We believe in you. Okay. Are you ready? Let's do it. Ready to say go. Who did the Suns select ninth overall in the 1999 NBA draft? Uh, Amari, or Sean Marion. Sean Marion, there we go. What is the name of the current Suns mascot? The gorilla. Yes. Who was the most recent inductee into the Suns' ring of honor? Tom McCoy. Let's yeah! Yeah! We 
Thank right. you. Don't ever question the power of a softball. Let's go. I want Espo's glasses. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'll send you an autographed pair of an old one, a pair of glasses I have if that's what you want. All right, Sunderus. All right, thanks. Thank you. Also, thank you for being a longtime listener and yes. always in our chat. So we appreciate Hit you. Hit us in our DMs with your uh, your address and we'll send you something. Yeah. Great. Thanks so much. Thank you. Oh my gosh, we did it! You yeah. guys never did it. We are never doing this again. Technology oh sucks. That was, right? Lindsay was like, "We should invite people in." I was like, "Okay." I still think it's a fun idea. <laughs> it's just we got to figure out the technology side of it a little yeah. bit better. Um, I will say though, I don't remember what comment it was, but yes, I'm back to just sitting behind. For this. those of you listening, I'm tired. yeah. For those of you listening on audio, Lindsay has. Uh, slunk down as far as she can in her chair, <laughs> and oh, now her computer butt. covers her face <laughs> on camera. I'm, God, I'm just, I just need to stand for like an hour. That's all. <laughs> anyway, somebody in the comments was like, this trivia game is exposing all of us right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, at least we're all on the same page. I know, there was a couple questions. I was like, ooh. <laughs> uh, same. The nickname one that you asked, I would have never gotten. Yeah. All right. All right, let's round it out with an OG's producer surprise, and then we'll see you guys tomorrow. What you got for us, producer Shane? Surprise, you have to show your face. Okay. Okay, um, <laughs> so just a quick, easy question. Actually, it might not be easy. Okay. It's something to think about. Okay. If you could make any fictional monster, not like a traditional animal, but like a monster or something that isn't a traditional animal from any movie or video game, your pet, what would it be and why? What the fuck? So any fictional monster uh, as a Boo pet. from Monsters, Inc. A literal child. It's a human being. Okay, now look. From a person who says she has nothing to do with children. She takes her kid in oh a monster god. I thought Boo was the blue oh thing. Oh, that's, that's James uh, P. Sullivan. Sullivan. No, Sullivan. That's, that's Sully. Sully? Yeah. Sully? James yeah. P. Sullivan the is his full name. Yeah. Yeah. I want the blue one. Okay. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, There's no coming back from that. <laughs> Holy crap. I had to go to bed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my god. I what is the it's Oh, the, the, oh, million percent. I, I would take uh um a dra the dragon off of Game of Thrones. Oh, um, that's a good Drogon. one. Drogon. What's her name? What's her name? Daenerys. 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 Yeah. Daenerys. Oh no, that's the thing. Da they, yeah, Daenerys. That's the command. I gotta yeah, stop Daenerys talking. Daenerys is dragon. I would totally yeah. take that. Okay. okay. My wife in the chat said an Ewok. That's a pretty good oh, call. Oh, that is a They're good one. They're cute as hell. Yeah. And and they can help defend you. They get a little spicy. I take spicier. that. I, I, take that. I kind of feel like if you like just put on a costume, you would be. Go fuck yourself, book <laughs> man. Oh. <laughs> in the bedroom. Oh my god, you're oh. a furry. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm
so a five-hour flight. Oh my god! <laughs> we hit some turbulence. The rails have completely oh, come on. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, what, would, what would you take, Gerald? Is, oh no! Oh, it's in god. the chat now. <laughs> His wife is responding. He does. Uh, <laughs> oh. What, what would you take, Gerald? I was just going to say a Porg from Star Wars. Those little penguin owl looking things. They're adorable. They're little. They're cute. Oh but, my God. I, but I just got one up in every possible. <laughs> Lindsay's pet would be a child. <laughs> she would be the mom. So has her kid on a leash. Fire. She would have her kid on a leash. Oh my gosh. Oh man! My, you knew what I meant. I, I did it. <laughs> I told you the blue thing. Yeah, That's then what I, I then I knew what you meant. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, let me just I'll, tell you guys. Oh wait, Gerald, did you name yours already? I said a porg. Svo DC in the chat says if KD gets traded to the Suns, Aspo needs to dress up as an Ewok for a podcast. <laughs> I co-sign. Sure. I support if it. If KD winds up here, I'll dress as an Ewok oh for a God. podcast. Oh. There we go. Costume shop out there. You heard it. Oh, man. Um. All right. Let me finish this ad for you guys. So, OGs, oh, they just launched their first ever limited edition seasonal flavor. Pina Colada, a perfect pineapple and creamy coconut blend that's just in time for those summer road trips and pool parties. And as we <laughs> damn it, Espo. She just gave me a look. Crying. And this Saturday, OGs and uh, half the crew here at PHNX are taking over the Maya Day Club. In Scottsdale, that's June 25th, so be sure to come out and join them. Say what's up, hang out with everybody, find out, learn more about OGs. You can also check them out online at OGsBrands.com and on Instagram at OGsBrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 20 21 years or older to purchase. We got to go home. You, you know what? There's three picks left. That was I, insane. We got, we got to finish the draft, I, don't well, we? Well, I'm just saying, I guarantee if we sign off right now, the Suns buy the buy the final pick and draft Soto. That was is what will happen if we sign so off. So you right want to you want to just share yeah, the last? Yeah, we suffered three. through all this. I mean, we, we've almost made it all the way to the end. We might as well go ahead and finish the whole thing. Not, right. not a, I will have to bounce as soon as the draft's over because they are doing media availability. So of we will. Course they but are they actually doing it? What we-, <laughs> we will get to ask about probably DA stuff, about draft rumors, about whatever. So can can you ask that. him how he feels after that article came out? <laughs> like, it, does he regret anything? No, I really want to know because sometimes these things get they do the get interview distorted. in like March. Mm-hmm or something or april they drop it right before the draft it things are taken out of context in some ways you know like i actually wonder if that is is something that that he's thinking about with that Mm -hmm. so that is interesting because at 8 30 so they sent out the media availability stuff yesterday Mm -hmm. they said they would kind of like share updates via email as the night goes on if anything happens and at 8.30, they sent out that media availability for James Jones would take place at the end of the draft. Well, so that just, is curious if if there is a movement here in these final two or three picks. They just they just sent another one out, and it just says, nah, we good. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, Gerald's probably like, well, I wouldn't be bad at that. I think they that. were watching the show and heard the furry business. She's <laughs> just like, I don't know what to say about any of this. Well, it's so funny. The goon said Soto probably going to Golden State Warriors because they just bought a pick, and they did just buy a pick. Did oh, they? God. Oh, uh, they did. It's going to be interesting to see who they pick. See, all I'm going to say is there's a reason we all go, oh, God, when a rival well, does that type of stuff. That's good at drafting. Wait, it's how many picks asset. did we say are here? 58. There's two uh, that were forfeited by so, the uh, Kings and the We know that Bucks, Indiana right? traded number 58 to Milwaukee. Shams tweeted that a yeah. little bit ago. Uh by the way, Chris in the chat says, well, I assure you there is no other draft show like this. I promise. Uh-huh. Did, you guys, did you guys realize that there's two Jalen Williams on the Thunder now? Yes. I didn't notice that. <laughs> That's fun. Yep. Well, also, an update on the China chili and pizza combo. It, my stomach hurts, but I don't know if it's because of what Espo said. Or <laughs> I think it's that one. Okay. Don't blame the pizza China chili. It's definitely Espo's fault. <laughs> so, so is there a chance that the Warriors – I'm just looking at the screen here. The Warriors pay – Significantly more in luxury tax than the Suns will pay in actual salary this year. It's I don't know. It's possible. I think they're going to pay over two hundred million. Yeah, total salary and luxury tax in twenty three twenty four could exceed four hundred and fifty million. Yep, you got to pay to keep talent. Talk about investing to win, putting your money where your mouth is. Mm -hmm. That's why Golden doing it. I would like to know. I don't know if if there's a way that you could even get this information, but I would like to know how much money the Warriors made just in this last season. Uh, I don't know that you get exacts, but I don't know. I mean, some of these – it would not shock me if the owners there are looking at it as a break-even proposition and they just want to win well, in some you, Well, ways. you do that, but then it also adds value to your organization as a whole, like the yeah. franchise. I mean, you got to think about – so ticket sales in general, like, there, dude, there's not a ticket in Golden State that's less than 100 bucks. Oh, no There's chance. just not. Not for any of those games, right? I'd be surprised if even there are times, games where it's 100 bucks. Times 15 to 18,000 per game. You're selling out every four, all 41 of those games. And then on top of that, you're not even talking about the, the luxury boxes, the suites, the, all that stuff. And then on top of that, you're getting the money deal rights or for the TV rights. You're getting the sponsorship deals from all the, all the people that want to be a part of your brand. Like they're good. They're, they're absolutely good. I, I would, I wonder how much money they do make every single year. But also, it's not just that. The end game is how much can you get the value of your franchise to go up before you sell it. That's mm-hmm. the name of the game because that's where you really make your money as an owner, especially these guys that got in it, uh, like like the Warriors owners, uh, even like Sarver who got in it at $400 million, $600 million. <laughs> They're now going for $2.5 million, $3 billion, $4 billion. Like that's the end game, really. If you're if you're looking at owning a team like that, and that's why it drives me nuts when these owners will buy a team and not invest in it, because especially we're looking at at the Suns and talking about that. Sarver bought it four million, four hundred million. If they sell for two billion, it's one point six billion uh, in your uh, you know on your investment. Why are you not spending? Uh, on the team you're getting it on the way out anyways you might as well be investing in your product uh as you're doing it that's that's the thing that drives me nuts because they're gonna get their payday 
whether they're forced to sell, whether they sell on their own, however it is, you're getting your golden parachute when you leave. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're making money on tickets. You're making money on merch. And they've got tons of fans all over the world. Mm-hmm. So their merch sales are probably higher than the average team by far. Plus, you're making money on like the social media content side of things. And and even the sponsorships, like their patch deals, probably far more mm-hmm. lucrative than other patch deals in arena, the league. Arena naming rights, you know, in, in Golden State, so, Chase paid a hell of a lot. You could probably, if you really broke it down, it's probably at a minimum breaking even, but they probably still profit. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And but, you know, they're these are tech billionaires that own Golden State, which, yeah. you know, I guess that's different than than a banker. But still, you know, I don't know why I'm being called King Espo in the chat. I don't think I want to know. <laughs> I, I put a crown on your head because I was going to oh, turn it upside down. Gotcha. But then I realized right. I didn't have the capability Great. to do that. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. Where are we at on the draft? Are we almost there. <laughs> 57th pick. Fifty-seven. So there's pick. one more to go. Well, Indiana already traded it to Milwaukee, so unless oh. Milwaukee moves it over to the Suns. So it looks like Jabari Walker, Colorado, is going to get mm-hmm. taken at fifty-seven, which is fun for yeah. the Pac-12 people out there. I now will, I am. I will say though, there is a chance because a lot of guys go undrafted, and after the draft, you see a lot of reports about this player is signing with this team mm-hmm. or you know summer leagues type stuff. Maybe we'll see something from the Suns. Get something. Give me soda. Well, I, I would be shocked if they didn't get at least one or two guys, if, if for nothing else, for the Summer League, yeah. to be honest with you. And listen, there's some guys that are, that are on the board right now that have not been taken, that, um, that expected to be taken. And remember, we've cut this draft short by two picks. Yes. And a lot of times what people will do is, um, you know, a team might call, let's just say this happened to like Alonzo Trier. Um, a team called him and said, hey, we're going to take you with like the last pick or I think it was maybe a couple picks before the end. And he was like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't I don't want to go to that city because a lot of players would just say, you know what, I'd like to pick the situation that I'm going to. Yeah, as but as a GM, to being why wouldn't you just tell him, screw you, I'm taking you anywhere. You're the most talented guy left on the board. Because you know he's not going to contribute. All you need is a summer league guy, so why would you fuck him over but, like that? But wasn't that what you just told me earlier? First okay, round let's, not, let's not rehash this argument. The final pick is in. I knew where he was going, but it was a stupid comment. So yes, Hugo, the final pick is in. Hugo Besson, or Besson, Besson there you go. Yeah. Milwaukee, number 58. Okay. And then the other last little nugget of information uh Sharif O'Neal has agreed to play in NBA Summer League with the Los Angeles Lakers. And there it goes. It starts. So players like to control their own situation, especially if they're undrafted. You might as well go to the best situation that you think is going to be ideal for you um, to make a roster as opposed to getting picked like – like for instance, yeah, the, they're coming out left and right yeah. now. Who's playing for summer league team? So we'll see that probably. Yeah, and that's than probably later. what they've been working on for like the last hour. Is starting to call guys saying, "Hey, if you're available, we'd love to sign you to come to summer league." And blah blah blah. It's still not nearly as exciting as trading into the draft. Look but at I get that. it. I'm not we, mad at it. We did four what four four and a half hours of show with the Suns doing absolutely nothing and no Suns rumor. Who said you can't have entertainment without a pick? We well, did it. We did it. Congratulations we to each and every one of you. joke the whole time. And none of us, <laughs> and none of us fist fought, too. So, hey, win. That is surprising. Thank no, you guys for tuning in. We really appreciate you, um, especially those of you who have been with us literally since 445 this afternoon. It's been a lot of fun. 
Um, We'll be back tomorrow at 2 p.m., same place as always. And until then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Hey, some people are an Ewok on the street, but a Chewbacca in the bedroom. Good night, everybody. Ahoy, ahoy. Lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though. Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. I'll always wreck the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on the job. My team move like the mob. Turn the beat on. I throw it down like DA on the...